Yo, what's up? Hey. We have the premiere of Brunch with Tiffany, where we will check yes. in with Fizz from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood since he was a guest on the show. That's right. Then on RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas review, Asia O'Hara is probably wishing she asked for a dare instead of a true during that spin the bottle game. Right. That part. VH100, the podcast is going <laughs> down right now. Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to VH100, hey. the official podcast for all things VH1 and more. If you yes. haven't subscribed or commented, please just do it. My name is Easy Manole. That's right, and I'm Lejeune, and we're excited about another episode of VH100. So get familiar, bitches. And <laughs> if you're trying to get all up in this conversation, make sure you're using that hashtag VH100 podcast and chit chit chat with us. Oh, okay? she's so sassy after a Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I switched it up a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> new, you know, new season, who this? You know, new season, new me. Summer. Right, new season, new me. Technically, it's still summer. I'm holding on. I'm holding on. Yeah. But, you know, we all know that the season, you know, sort of technically closes after Labor Day. Although, all as the that. world is changing, things are being extended. Beaches and holidays staying open a little bit longer. All of that. So, um, so yeah, no, Labor Day was cute. I'm so still cute. in Delaware at my mom's shell place that we okay. all love. <laughs> The woman, the woman lets it be known, like, if this is a beach condo, okay, there is shells upon shells up in this bitch over here. As there should be. As there should be. That's Every time I do a work Zoom, they're like, oh, we could tell that you're at your mom's because there's, like, an overabundance of shellage happening behind you. Shellage is real. I collected a lot of shells this weekend. Yo, she loves sea glass, which I just learned is just broken glass that gets washed up from the ocean. So I'm all, this could be a broken beer bottle. And she goes, but it's weathered and tethered. And I'm like, miss, get away. I was like, I can't. I was like, let me just drink my spike seltzer out in the sun. Right. Uh, yeah, Do I did, that. I did some cartwheels out in the beach. Didn't injure myself per usual. Nice. So there we go. And you were on a boat, right? I was on a little boat. I did some fishing. I was on a horse. I did a little horseback ride. Oh, my God. We saw whales, like, right outside of our hotel room. Todd Where'd spotted you go? whales. We were in Montauk, Long Island. Oh, really? Right. It <laughs> That's was, so so bougie. It was really cute. Okay. Oh. And, and she's like, and that's it. No, we just had so much fun. Tosh has so much fun. He's like, oh, let's go back next weekend. I'm like, okay. No. Like, Sir, but, like, first maybe, of all. Maybe next year, but not next weekend. But <laughs> it was, there's it was, na- there's whales out in Long Island. I guess that makes sense because it's the ocean, right? And it's like at the tip, tip. tip Wait, of true Long or false? Island. Are oceans really salty because of whale sperm? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, I'm just like, because <laughs> that's but, a big ass animal with a lot of ejaculation. So I was just yeah, wondering. The ejaculation is probably huge, um, but I feel oh, like so it gross. goes inside of another whale. For the most part, I don't think that oh you know, they can't like masturbate with the little fin flaps. Like, you know, yeah, I don't think that they're masturbating like us. I don't know, but <laughs> I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Okay, so that's a unless, great segue. Unless the other, unless the female whale spits and doesn't swallow. But boom, boom, boom. Uh, or should I, I say spouts? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's what that spout is, okay? <laughs> that's what she's spouting out, okay? And there right. we go. So I feel like that's a very healthy segue into Brunch with Tiffany uh, because we right. covered a lot of those kind of similar topics. So we, we had we the did. premiere of Brunch with Tiffany starring the HBIC herself, Tiffany yes. Pollard. Welcome back, HBIC. Welcome back. And we kicked off one of the episodes with the amazing Sin Santana, which, by the mm-hmm. way, I think I told you this, but she legit got Tiffany those roses. So, you know, we we started off at the office first, Sin and I, and she had them delivered to the office. So when they rolled up, I was like, who are these from? Because right. I thought she was getting them from Joe Budden. Mm. So I was like, oh, because at that time they were already, you know, they parted ways. Right, so right. I thought he was trying to get the old thing back, and I gave her this whole look, and she's like, "Sir, it's not from him. Like, I actually right. ordered them because I want to give them to Tiffany." I was like, "What?" I love that so, she knew your assumption off the look. She did because I didn't say his name. I just went, "Is this from?" And she's like, "No, no, no." 
So Ay. she was super excited to do the show. She is a huge fan of Tiffany's, and I had no idea. So I was like, oh, great. I'm glad that we got you on here. Right. And the whole childbirth conversation, I knew it was going to come up because Tiffany was already asking me because she was like, oh, you got sin for us? I was like, yeah. She's like, I have so many questions about her childbirth. Like, do you know about this? And I'm like, right. girl, I don't know. I was like, I know she was in 18 hours of labor, pushed for three, and love that whole like natural conversation that they had, but literally died that sin was like, you know, the nursing staff told me how it's like taking a dump and she crapped, she vomited, she sweat. And I know you and I kind of talked about this, but how was it for you again? Well, I didn't have the um, the craps. I didn't get, and I didn't get hemorrhoids either. So I really lucked <gasps> out. Like, to be honest, the pushing was the easiest part when I got when it was time to push Taj. My nurse was getting was her tour was ending soon. She was getting off work shortly mm-hmm. and she had been there with me all day. And when it was time for me to push, she was like, oh, I hope I don't miss it. And I was like, I'm going to push this baby out. Now, everything that she said about like the contractions and the you just feel crazy. You don't want anybody to touch you. Don't say anything. Like I remember Taj's dad trying to like remind me of the things we learned in Lama's class. And I'm like, oh. you don't do that. You breathe. <laughs> you breathe. And you try to actually, go through this. Yeah, I actually literally bit him while I was having a contraction. I remember I hearing it this. It was really, really a catastrophe. She thought it was a pillow. But I lucked out with the with the crapping and with the hemorrhoids. I okay. really did. Well, Sin unfortunately got hemorrhoids and that, yeah. <laughs> But we all know I can relate to that, too. Not from childbirth, from just, like, I guess, life, because I had six of them, and that was not great. So I can't imagine having that on top of all that other situation. So that was a cute-ass time. And then we went down to the ETL with Jock. Still have kids on the brain. So we're talking about his eight kids. But I have no idea he had two sets of twins, though. Right. I was like, okay, sir. Right. I knew he had twins, but I didn't realize that he had two two sets. sets of twins. Right. So he's all like, you know, I got that super sperm. And according to our sperm connoisseur, Miss Tiffany, that good, good smells like bleach. Yeah. Like good I mean, and I was like, what? So I did try to smell mine, but I'm like, I can't pinpoint what it is. So now I'm like, great. I don't have that good, good. But obviously, you know, I'm gay. So I do know I have smell a, 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 a sort of smell that maybe I could associate with a bleachy type smell. Um, so that's interesting, mm. but learning about this super sperm really helps me understand why Kendra is like, no, you need to get that clip and why yeah. she was sort of like, <laughs> you know, Jock talks in the interview about like, it's not that she doesn't want to have kids. She's sort of scared of the kid, mm-hmm. the birthing process. Right. Yeah. We're not scared, but you know, just nervous about it and just has reluctant about that process. But Lord Jesus, this man is pumping out twins like nobody's business. I listen, honey. I'm not it, taking that chance. Yeah, all especially of this, if I already am scared about having one. Yeah. Oh God. Because <laughs> it might be like a, a two-first type of situation. Right. But he when, you know, Tiffany brought that up. He was like, "Wait, it does actually. Mine does kind of smell like that, and it also smells a little bit like pollen." And then when they got into the whole discussion of trees busting nuts out in the world and how we breathe it all in, I'm like, "Oh my god!" So everyone's technically a swallower then, right? If we're gonna have that logic, but everyone, everyone's a swallower, y'all. Anyways, but I'm happy that they got to link up again. Yeah, for sure. Because they they are scared famous castmates, and we all know this. Blah blah blah. I was there. And when I would come onto the set, they would be like, oh, you know, we had an interesting night. Like, Tiffany was in Jock's bed. And I would be like, wasn't she in Safari's the night before? And they were all, well, yeah. And I'm like, listen, I guess when you're out there for two and a half weeks, I get it. But she did always want that good weed connect. And I, like, died at that. But at that time, I don't believe he was with Kendra. So the whole Kendra tattoo on the PP, I don't think he had it during Scared Famous. But of course. Yeah, no. You know, chatting with Tiffany, this did come up in conversation because he's saying, listen, my girl, my fiance is a lawyer and it's a key piece of evidence. I would determine if somebody is lying about sleeping with me. And I'm like, you know what? That is that at the start, that's very smart because of the, I yeah, remember it was smart until Carly, this interview when he gave the details well, on exactly how the letters are and how they all face. of that <laughs> details because that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, everybody knows. So now you now. did this, hopefully just because you like the way it looks because yeah. And the evidence is out 
11 Hip Hop Atlanta, too. I remember because that was like the whole Carly situation because she had those allegations and he was like, she's lying because she doesn't know about my tattoo. I was like, but bam. But apparently that still didn't stop fans from sliding into his DMs asking for a picture of it and more. I was like, okay, we are ruthless out in these DM streets. They want to sit on the tattoo. I'm like, girl. <laughs> Listen, some people like a challenge, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. A but, challenge, and he did describe it. It's magical. He's like, have you ever seen one? I'm like, oh, wow. Now that now yeah, that you mentioned, never have. I can have. imagine how it hurts, because I'm assuming you have to be erect in yeah, order to. Yeah, he said it. To, he, descri- he describes how you had to be gently the whole, massaged in the interview. All of this. So I'm just like, all righty then. So. But then speaking of DMs, uh, we did also, you know, chat with Mama D. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering how her DMs would be if she still had her highest degree in P-I-M-P-I-L-O-G. P-I-M-P, y'all. Sat down with the queen of the South herself, Mama D. And she was very transparent on how she was a pimp back in the day. Okay. Yeah. As for her clientele, a lot of city officials would hit her up to connect with her girls. And There's she started team. off. With two and ended up with 15. And I was right. All, and what was the uh, rumor? She said uh, the rumor was that she had ended it, with 18 because she couldn't get 20. 20 but, yeah, I was like, she, okay. But she really only had, 15. well, I don't know if we can say only, but uh, well, she had 15. I was right? like, oh, damn. <laughs> But that's all she that's not all she majored in those. Like she's a whole registered RN too. And I'm all can right. you imagine if you were at a hospital setting and Mama D rolled in as your nurse? Like she would give it Double to major. Real. And then we also had Fizz on from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood where he had yeah, a couple stories to share. But and I had a couple say, packages to drop. All of this. So <laughs> I say let's get him on the phone to dig in a little more, get a little details, because I have some questions, shall we? Yes. Hello. Yo, what's up, player hater? (laughs) How you doing? I've been good, man. I'm good. You know, early mornings for me these days. Mm. Yeah, sorry about that. So, wait, hold on. Because, you know, your son's in school, right? Yeah, man. Online school. Yeah, because Lejeune's literally going through the same thing right now. Like, her son's taking, I think, a Spanish class right now. He's actually on lunch break. He just peeked in. Like, Ma, what's good? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Making that lunch or what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, clearly the both of you are busy, so I guess I'll keep it chugging along here. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, we did see your Brunch with Tiffany episode, which was a lot of fun. Like, literally, she, she was, like, smitten over you, kind of fangirled when she rolled in. And... <laughs> Right off the jump, she got into that that very, uh, I would call, iconic picture. Right. And she's like, Fizz, I got to say it. You have a big old dick. And I was like, oh, shit. Right. And, she just yeah. went right for it. She didn't she went right play for it. any games. Nah, and then, Lejeune, I don't know if you know, <laughs> but I had to, like, text him to, like, hey, man, um, we're going to show this picture on TV. It was, like, one of those odd texts because, uh, you know, I had to send it to him. And he's like, yeah, sure, go for it. So... When that picture went up, what did your DMs look like? I can't imagine. You right. know, man, um, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty crazy, but I'm not I'm not really the internet guy, you know. So I'm not like one to be on my Instagram and go through my DMs and be responding to everybody. I mean, you know, I try to. It's a lot. I can't. Imagine. I, yeah, I try to say thank you to all the fans that I can, and you know try to have somewhat of an interaction with them but yeah i'm just i don't i'm bad at it man when i was a kid there was no instagram and snapchats and phones with cameras on them so all right i don't well, know i guess it's, it's just not my thing you know yeah, yeah. well ladies no, there it is there so if you just saw that if you saw the episode and the you saw the picture resurface you know, don't hit the DMs. You know, maybe say something to him about it if you, if you like what you I know, saw. I'm like, you know what I'm, I'm like, saying? That picture's that caused so much mayhem. I'm like, damn, maybe I should just start a OnlyFans and leave that oh, one picture up. Okay, yeah, right, because we noticed that that picture is no longer up, and we also noticed that we haven't seen you post any pics like that in the gram in a long minute. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, is there is there a, a, a young lady that gets the private view right now, oh, so you no. keeping it to yourself, or, like, what's the situation? I'm, I'm, I'm very selective. Hmm. And Very there you selected. go. Right. Yeah. We... <laughs> I like that. So wait, let's chat about this fan who gave birth at a show during the reunion tour. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, 
What the hell happened? So like, were y'all like in mid song? Did we stop the showdown? Like what, what so, happened? So, you know, we had, um, we would all come out the whole group and we performed for about 30 minutes. And then Amarion yeah. had like a 20 minute set. And then we come mm-hmm. back out for like 15 more minutes. So at the end of the song on our first set, I seen like lights, like uh, paramedic lights in upstairs, like at the very top of the arena. And I was like, oh, something happening? Like what's going on? So when we jumped off the stage to um, switch to a Marion set, you know, we all come off stage and then we go change and stuff. So while I was in the back changing, they were like, yo, a girl just had a baby upstairs. And I'm like, oh, that's what the paramedic lights was for. And it was like, yeah, like mid show, she just popped. She had. And did a she whole stay for the whole? I, well, I guess you wouldn't know, but I was like, did she stay for the whole concert? Then? No, I don't think you can. You have to go somewhere and get that umbilical sure, cord cut. I'm sure she missed the Marion set. <laughs> she got. I'm she like, got. Damn. She got what she came for, though. She got to see the group. Hey. Oh, that's good. I that's mean, that's what's important. <laughs> right, that but part. speaking of speaking of the you know the babies. We know how proud you are to be so heavily involved in Cam's life and holding it down as a single dad, especially, you know, being able to be there and give him the moments that maybe you didn't have. Because what we learned in this interview that I didn't necessarily know is that you didn't meet your father until about 13. And I'm just curious because I feel like that was that around the age, you know, that you were when B2K really was taking off. So basically, I was in the group since I was eight years old. Right. It wasn't B2K. Yeah. It was a, it was another name before it was B2K. Okay. Um, what was the and name? Different, and different members as well. Uh, melodic. Melodic, right. Um, melodic. So um, since I was eight. So when I was 13, I met my dad and my brother. I have an older brother on my dad's side as well. Um, right. I flew out to New Orleans to go meet them. And I was supposed to be down there for like three weeks or something, but I ended up calling my mom like the third day I was there. Like, I just want to come home. It's too hot. I can't take it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm from LA. So I was never experienced that heat before like that. I was just like, Oh my God. Right. But, um, mm. yeah. So we met and, um, after that, uh, B2K got signed when I was 14. Wow. Oh, yeah, damn. so we hadn't had chance to build much before then, you know. That's you know, so when I took off on the road, it was just a whole nother thing. So, Being so up. many life changes, I feel like, for you around that time at such a young age. What was your mindset like at that time? Yeah, because I grew you um, up hardcore. Right. Yeah. You have to well, grow see, up real quick. I Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a house with a single mother and my older sister. And so... um my mom, you know, she went to school during the day and then she worked graveyard shift. So I say partially like my older sister helped raise me. Mm-hmm. She's seven years older than me. And, um, you know, watching my mom struggle and sacrifice all that she got, all that she had to sacrifice to, you know, take care of me and my sister. Um, at a young age, I just, I really wanted to help, help her out and not see her go through that. So mm-hmm. When the opportunity sees itself for me to be able to be an entertainer and go out and, you know, provide, that's what I went and yeah. did. Yeah, and we know, obviously, you are doing your thing with Cam. Right. A lot. We, we love all the pictures that we're seeing. Yeah. And so is he still playing basketball? How old is he now? Yeah, man, he's 10. He's on two um, traveling teams in AAU. Wow. So, like, literally, before the whole pandemic, every weekend – we were traveling to different regions for tournaments. He's so we'd be like, dad. yeah, we'd be eight, <laughs> nine games a weekend he's playing. Oh, shit. Hey, it's in the yeah, stars. It's, it's nuts. But like, literally, I would like, I'd be like, no, this week you're not playing, bro. Like, you got to give your body a break. You know, you can't yeah. put too much wear and tear on yourself. You're just a kid. Like, go outside, ride your skateboard or something. Do something else, you know? Right, yeah, be a right. kid. Because I don't want him to get burned out on it either. You know, it's so crazy, it's you know, because you know Michael Jordan talked about all the practice and all the time that he put in to be as great as he was, and to hear the story that you shared about the jersey and the date, and to hear at 
such a young age how much work he's putting in is amazing and it's almost as if it was in the star so i can't wait to see right. how he develops as a player same it's, it's, it's so interesting and i'm so like that too like where i just believe with believing like if your stars are aligned in the universe it all just goes as planned you know right mm -hmm. and that's a fact uh -huh. and so i'm so curious because you know you mentioned that pre-covid and the whole quarantine you guys were playing so much and you had so much going on with the basketball how are you guys dealing with the pandemic you also mentioned at the top of the call schooling from home so between yeah. having to e-school and not having basketball how are you mm. guys staying entertained how are you keeping cam entertained and like yeah how's how that attention has, span how's it been for you during this <laughs> quarantine well luckily i think he's taking some of my genes genetically he's mm. he's inherited the homebody yes <laughs> so okay it worked out for me because, you know, I love to be at home because uh, I'm usually never here. So that worked out. Um, him not being able to play basketball, that sucked for like a good month. He was, you know, mad about it. Like, I want to play in my games. I want to go to practice. So we have a court here at home. He just, you know, I'll go out there, shoot around with him and play. Um, but it also worked out because school, his school ended maybe like two months into the pandemic mm -hmm. and then you know he had his summer vacay and now school is back but it's alleviated all the distractions for him mm. so now he's super focused in front of the computer and he's just he's really excelling like i'm so proud of him right now that's exciting. Oh, good all right, it's, so that was been, totally on the opposite because right, i thought I you were like you. oh hell focusing on the positive you know what i yeah. mean yeah it's been it's been really good man i can't even complain i actually have uh, something really exciting in the works that the pandemic has uh, has made happen for me as well. <laughs> so what is that? He's like, I'm, I got to be as generic as possible. Can, I mean, can we no, get so a little? Can no, we get I'm, a little? I'm very, I'm very much so domestic. A lot of people don't know that. Um, okay. I love to cook. I love to cook. So it's like fizz in the kitchen. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm always in the kitchen, especially now with my son here. I'm making breakfast, lunch and dinner but True. um you know after so much time went by with the pandemic i was getting a little tired of cooking <laughs> mm. so i started <laughs> to do the doordash postmates thing and as we do when i was doing it i was just like man it's the same can i i'm sorry can't yeah, curse you can curse yeah, oh, okay. no yeah you can't but i'm like it's the same shit on here like yeah. i don't want to order the same food every day right so I'm online and I'm just like researching stuff because I consider myself to be an entrepreneur before an entertainer. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I found this thing called ghost kitchens. So okay. basically you, you like rent a kitchen and then you open your, your restaurant for food delivery only. Mm. And wow. I know um, it's wow. been mentioned before. I, it's been like mentioned before and in the public that, you know, I used to own Mayor dispensaries. Oh shit! I already like where this is going. What? This is so <laughs> dope, dude. No, you know how it's about these it's edibles. Right. It's not. It's not what you're thinking. But when I'm I, like, I gotta when connect. I to, <laughs> when I used to have the dispensaries, um, in 2012, I actually started delivery services for the dispensaries. Okay. Wow. And when I did that, the company WeMaps used to have to pay them to put your uh, your shop up on their page. And what oh, they have okay. is they have different regions all on the site. And on those mm. regions, you can post your shop in the city that you're in in that region. But the, what they allow you to do is post numerous times on that region your shop. But you mm. hit like different little cities. So you're like, oh, we deliver in this city. We deliver here. We deliver here. Postmates and DoorDash, Uber Eats, it's not really the same because they show only what's in like an eight mile parameter. Yeah, what's local. Yeah. But what I thought was with this ghost kitchen, I can run four different similar restaurants out of one kitchen. And that way when I'm on DoorDash and Uber Eats, it's like four different restaurants you're choosing from. Right. Yeah. 
So I love how you get inspiration from, from that. The rest of us are just ordering food just to like stuff our faces. And you're like, how could I do a business <laughs> venture on the top of this? So, so another thing was when I did it, I was like, okay, well, what's a, a food that's really not in, in, in certain markets, certain areas? You know, I'm from LA, so I know like, okay, in the Valley, there's no real good soul food. Mm. Um, downtown LA, there's no real good soul food. So I started- you know, my name is spelled French. It's Drew, D-R-E-U-X, because mm -hmm. I was born in New Orleans. I'm Creole. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I started the restaurant Drew's Louisiana French Quarters. And oh, it's nice. all Creole soul-based Cajun foods. Ooh, that sounds so good. So when I found the one kitchen that I am actually opening in, like, the next week and a half, that one is downtown L.A., um, that'll be one of the restaurants that'll be coming out of the ghost kitchen. But doing all of this, um, trying to line up the, the ghost kitchen to get open, my lawyer reached out to me in the process because I had to send him over contracts from the health department and things like that. Mm, um, but he process. hit me and he was like, Drew, I got the craziest thing. So one of my clients, he owns like 20 restaurants. I want you guys to come meet because I told him about your idea and he loves it. So oh, I met, I went and met with him and, and I ended up with a whole restaurant. Oh, so now I fell right have, in. He's like <laughs> so now I actually have my ghost kitchen and I'm opening up a full out, out, outdoor dining, of course, because of COVID. Amazing. Well, hello. But I opened a and full outdoor top. dining restaurant and it's called Drew's Louisiana French Quarter. Also food based food. And I'm having, I have a, uh, a group of kids they're like 17 and 18 they play live instruments and they're going to be playing jazz music outside just to get the whole new orleans ambiance. like a vibe i yeah. love wow. that that's so exciting congratulations thank you thank you yeah that is really exciting and especially it's tough during you know these times so right super proud of you because that takes a lot of a lot of confidence and patience which clearly is you <laughs> i can't even imagine like and I can't even vision, my brain and vision yeah you know, especially the vision you walked into the opportunity of being able to have a restaurant because of a vision that you had with from ordering food right so yeah i'm, a, I'm a foodie i'm a foodie you know <laughs> so i'm like oh this works that is amazing. So yeah, but honestly, we wish you like the best of luck with all that because like it is def. It, I know a lot of businesses are hurting during these times, mm -hmm. but it sounds like you got it on lockdown. So wishing you all the best of luck and thank you so much for answering the call. I know you got to get back to camp. Oh no, it's all so good. Thanks. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you so so much, and I'm sure we will chat soon, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Thank you, guys. Next time I'm in LA, I'm definitely gonna hit that. You got You got to come it up. Come through. A hundred percent. You have to. And it's in Westwood. Like, I'm literally around the corner from UCLA. So it's going to be crazy. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love a little live music. Busy. I love a little live music and a little live jazz, you know? He's creating a whole vibe too. for the kids. Okay. Yeah, it's a full vibe. I like that. So, yeah, good luck with that. And um, we will th chat soon. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great Thank day. You. Thanks for being you. Peace. Bye. Okay, Mr. Fizz, open up a whole restaurant during these times. That, like I said, that is ballsy because my cousin has a restaurant and he's he's definitely hurting. So I wish him all the best of luck because it's even harder to open up a new business. It's it's hard to open up a new business in general, but in these times, it's like I can't even imagine. So props I know. to him. Props to him, and yeah, I'm so excited about that. But let me just tell you, you know what Ooh. else excites me? That Cali accent. Oh, um, God. Like, <laughs> everything. See, this whole bunch with Tiffany, uh, this whole bunch with Tiffany show got us so horny right now. It's not a, a little worked up, Tiffany. No, he has good swag. I, uh, have you met him in person yet? I haven't, no. Mm -mm. I've met him a couple times, and I definitely see, like, why ladies swoon over him, because he has such a charisma about him, and he's just, you know, very comfortable. Uh, yeah, he's just great. Right, I like that. Okay, you got, can it translates it translates through the screen, and even now I'm learning 
over the phone. phone. So, right. (laughs) Here goes the June. Here she goes. Just like you hit on Don from Black Ink Crew Chicago's friends. Right. I was about to say, it wasn't Don now. That's a married man. His friends. His friends. His friends. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, Don, if you're listening, uh, um, if if your friends, I'm 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 just saying, I'm single. What's good? If your friends are single, I'm just saying. We should just roll up at the gym. So, there y'all go. (laughs) So, next week's episode, speaking of Black Ink, we see uh, Caesar and Donna from Black Ink Crew New York checking in. So it will be all fun episodes to come because we always have a good time with our HBIC. Yes, with the we do. 100%. Q-R-S-T-U-V. You know what I'm saying? W-X-Y. Okay, that's Okay, okay, okay. Now I know. Okay, for real, for real. Oh, I hate us. All right, so switching on over to RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas review. Yes. It's the day after opening night, and we got a press junket on our hands, Mm. which seemed to go pretty well because we know the queens were a little bit nervous. And Miss Evie, though, I think she went straight through the night, didn't even go to bed. No. I was like, okay. Pulled an all-nighter. Pulled an all-nighter. Oh, to be young again. Right. I've pulled a couple you know, all nighters. Like, so I would like live in Pennsylvania and with on no cocaine, by the way, just straight up energy. Mm. Check me out. Mm. And I would like go out in New York. Right. And I was living in Pennsylvania and the New York places close at 4 a.m. Then we yeah. would go to a diner. And then by the time I got back to Pennsylvania, it would be like 8 or 9 a.m. And my dad's restaurant would open at 10. And oh, and you had like, to go straight to work. I'd be a waiter, like full on waiter. And I was just like, this is so cool. I now did that I with music. I never like partied and stayed up and then went, oh, shoot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. Ooh, she just no, had so, a bad So, the flashback. main thing was that I, when I was in college, I used to have a full-time job, right? So, I had to go to the Bronx from Brooklyn and be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. Then mm. I went to school at night full-time. And sometimes mm. I would go to the studio after school and just record and just be in the studio until it was time to go to work in the morning. And then oh, I would damn. Do so you're actually being again. creative. Right. And but no, I just thought the story that made me pause what I thought about was a night that I actually used to be like a basically a street team person for a radio station, 98.7 Kiss FM at the time. Hey, um. And right. And so I we had a Six Flags event. So it was kind of cool because we had some time to work, but we also had time to just ride around. But I was out at a party the night before I got so drunk and then went to Six Flags with a hangover. But after I oh, got so- on, I got on a roller coaster and after no. the roller coaster, yes, I didn't throw up. And honestly, it like shook me back to life. Whatever that that big okay. wooden, the wooden roller coaster. What? I can't remember insane? what it's called. It saved my life. I hate the wooden ro- roller coasters in general because it's yeah. too like, shaky. It's like, yeah. Oh my and I'm gosh. Like, oh no. I don't it's know. It's loud. It's literally everything opposite of what you want to not happen when you are hungover. But maybe, maybe that's why it helped me. Girl. Maybe that's why it helped me because it was like, oh girl, this God. is the opposite of what anyone else would do because this is not a good idea. But we're going to do this right now. And it saved my life. I was so good for the rest of the day. Okay. So then, I don't know if Evie did any of that, but clearly right, Evie did not channel. catch up. <laughs> yeah. For the press junket. Evie, <laughs> Evie did not catch up on any sleep after the were no. the, the whole press junket. Struggling. Because, you know, the show's up and running, and Evie doesn't like to be complacent and all that fun stuff. So she's all like, hmm, I want to get into this rap world, okay? Maybe I should record a full album. Right. As a young kid, he would write raps and bust out some bars when he got punished or was simply angry, which is a great, you know, I'm assuming... That's a good source of energy. Exactly. It's how I got started. You know, it was a release of aggression. And there you are. Right. So, you know, as he said, if Drake can do it. So can he. Right. And then, like I said, Evie doesn't like to be complacent. So not only into this whole like rap world thing, but peeping in on a burlesque show, not to up the rap game per se, but to venture into Evie's sexy side. Right. Since his drag persona is asexual, which is true. There was there was never like a sexuality to Evie oddly. So interesting that he's going to start looking into that world. But little to Evie's surprise. They had him join on stage to partake in some of the choreography with the cane included. Right. I was like, oh, snap. Crap. You know I love a good eight count, especially with the cane. Especially. Love, like, a, little <laughs> especially prop. With the cane. love a good prop. Mm-hmm. And then 
Meanwhile, the one night that the other queens decided to go to Charlie's, the club, Vanjie wasn't feeling any type of lap dance choreography that was going down. No. As we know, Jose, which he has made it clear out of Vanjie drag, he prefers to be called Jose because he's not trying to date or meet a fan. Right. Which I kind of... In working in our world, sometimes I am a little hesitant to say that, like, oh, I work with VH1 Talent and I also co-host a VH1 podcast because, mm. you know, there are some folks out there that are like, oh, can you get me on TV or can you get me a plug? Or And I'm all, mm. so I kind of, not that I'm, like, on a Vanjie level, but I kind of understood that because I was like, yeah, you want somebody that likes you for you. Right. <laughs> and so i can't wait we'll, I'll, we'll bring this back up when we get to this episode of rupaul's drag race but bob the drag queen made an amazing point about why it is so challenging dealing with fans um there we'll, we'll revisit that and, oh that that's coming that's on an upcoming episode, an upcoming of, brunch episode with tiffany. of brunch with tiffany yeah 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 Ooh, you better plug that girl plugging okay. the power <laughs> is connected yeah, all of this. So back to Jose, a.k.a. Vanji, not yeah. trying to date a fan, but he is open to settling down since he considers himself having an old soul. Yeah. The last time he was in love was during season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race with Brooklyn Heights. We all remember that relationship. Yeah. But that's in the past, okay? Right. Vanji's looking forward. So we downloaded Tinder. No dice So am I! Sorry. Wait, did you read... Oh, no, I just mean moving for looking forward. Yeah, because oh, Lejeune's going through something right now, too. Right. <laughs> so, we really resonate with Angie all of a sudden. We're like, right, yeah, Angie, we right. feel you. So not much luck on the Tinder front. But Evie's like, listen, you should go on other other apps like Grindr, because we know Evie met her boyfriend on, off of Grindr. Yeah. Scruff, Jacked. Evie also suggested the same thing to Naomi. I'm like, damn, Evie is all about these damn apps. And apparently Vanjie doesn't have enough phone storage for all these for all of the situation. Right. So Derek is like, listen, let's go to the club because apps aren't for everyone. And I personally am on at least six of them or seven. And I, I don't feel like my entire personality translates well on an app. It's hard. Because, it's hard for your personality to be. But I do it. Up. So I'll be like, hey, what's up? What's going on? What's happening? And in person, that sounds cute and quaint. But then on text, it's like, whoa, you're a little you're a little much on match. And I'm mm. all peace out. I don't right. really care. You're lost. Boy, bye. Anyways. Yeah, you're lost. Listen, you have to give it to them up front so that they know what they're getting. and you What know, they're dealing with. Right. And you'll never meet that perfect match if you give people an abbreviated version or a censored version of yourself. Don't even get me started because I have a couple gay friends that I know that are not even an abbreviated version. They are a whole different version of well, themselves. That's how I was when I was younger. Like, listen, I, was, he, I am it. like, I am a people person and sort of like an empath. And I don't know if this makes sense for what I'm trying to say, but... But what I'm trying to say is that I can sort of feel who a person is. Mm. And when I was younger and dating people, I would give them the type of the version of Lejeune that I thought they <gasps> wanted. They like. And oh so it God. wouldn't it wouldn't not be me. It would just be the por- the portion of me because it's I'm your a, Gemini you know, side. <laughs> yes. It would just be the portion of me that I think resonates more with them. But they wouldn't get the full on like that was me in like college days to be honest Ooh. yeah okay honestly mm-hmm. it's key folks but look as you get older you really grow into your skin and you know what you want which is clearly happening right. with vanji she's just feeling herself okay now back to this club situation so derek and his boyfriend mac are rocking some flannel so is jose aka vanji I do love how Mac is like, oh, we could adopt you into our little thruple situation and you could be our fourth since we're wearing the same print. Oh, but JK, so come back. Like, Don't think so. No, she said, this ain't Orphan Annie. I was like, yes. I, <laughs> I was, oh, I love that. The sun back. has already come out tomorrow, okay? Hello, right. goodbye. Now, back to this lap dance situation that they put Vanjie in. He is not here for this whole situation because no. it did come off like an auction. Like, all right, who wants to give Vanjie a lap dance? Who wants to do this? Who wants to twerk upside down and, you know, flap your testicles in his face? And da-da-da-da. So uh, even I could tell from the screen, I wasn't there, but it was not his vibe. No. And in case Derek didn't pick up on it, Jose sure made sure 
that he was fully aware that the whole thing came off like a joke. And if he did actually meet somebody that night, it probably got ruined. Which makes sense because if you want to have so a genuine, real. I was like, good right, for you. Right. Especially if you're someone with the old soul, you're looking for somebody that is not doing the most. And what we just saw was you doing the most. So, and yeah, it was just like, most- and every- it was just too much. Yeah, and just because Vanji has like a very loud, outgoing personality, which I also identify with, um, it doesn't mean that that's how you want to meet somebody either. And that's right. not, you're not like that all the time because people always think you're like, oh, you must be like, ah. And I'm like, right. no, I mean, in a social setting, if I'm really amped and energy, you know, like everybody's flowing and the vibes are going. Yes, but I'm not like that all the time, okay? So, anyhow. The next day after their club night, Derek apologizes to Vanjie during their lunch. So all is forgiven. We're kicking back some drinks. But surprise, Derek also invited the Lance Bass looking guy fellow, Drew, from the night before when they went Mm -hmm, to the club. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And surprise number two, Derek just so happens to get a text from one of the boyfriends. So now, oh, I got to go. But I'm just going to leave you right here with Drew, Vanjie. Have a good time. Right. Maybe Derek is doing this because, you know, she knew that Vanjie was upset about how that night went. And she's like, all right, well, you want more of an intimate thing. So here's your one on one time. And there you go. But like Vanjie said, if he met anybody that night, it's kind of tainted already. He did give it a shot, though. Vanjie stayed, tried to get their chat on. But again, you can even tell through the screen that there was not much spark or chemistry to it, which happens because you got to go through your frogs to get that prince. Okay. yeah. And I love the point that Vanjie was making because we were just talking about how people when you when you're high energy, people perceive you as being totally on and being the one Mm -hmm. to entertain everyone. But Vanjie is saying, listen, I need somebody that can make me laugh. Like, I don't want to be the inter- the hired entertainment. That's what I do for work. Exactly. That's the nine to five. So, you know, be my puzzle piece. Right. It's like when I used to be a stripper. When I came home, I kept my clothes on what? all the time. No, I'm just joking. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a little gem. I go from, she went from the studio to the strip club to the right. to, back to work. Like, <laughs> That's why she had those all over. Here's a VH1, baby. <laughs> Bam, here she is. So that's all cute. You know, everyone's trying to find love. We're doing their whole situation. But let's get into this whole weakest link drama right. scenario. All right. So while working right. out with Asia and Cameron, Naomi randomly brings up the question of who they think is the weakest link of their ensemble cast. Oh, man, Cameron, that's a tricky question, you know. All of this. I was like, here comes Miss Instigator Nader. So Cameron tries to avoid these kind of top, topics like the plague or like COVID-19 because it's a rude thing to ask. And Cameron said that. So Naomi tries to soften the blow by breaking it down into categories, which I'm like is even worse because you're specifically trying to pinpoint a person. But whatever. Yeah, so it's the so first... tough because there's no answer that can be appropriate. Someone Mm-mm. is going to be upset at the end of the day. Someone. you can, it's, it's, a, it's a not it's yeah. a lose-lose situation. Because to me... The, the whole thing is like a, not a great topic, but so if you're just saying weakest link in general, that at least it generalizes and you're not pinpointing a problem. But when you do the subcategories, that's where it gets a little dicey and spicy. Right. And that's exactly what happened because she thought, well, okay, well, I'm softening the blow by saying who's the weakest teammate, which clearly has backfired on her because why? Asia is saying Naomi is actually the weakest teammate bringing up the whole Beyonce and Destiny's Child scenario in comparison, how Naomi Mm. is super focused on what she wants to present. Mm. Team-wise, if it doesn't align, Naomi is not here for it. For example, I guess there was a time that they were in the middle of a rehearsal. She left early because she had a nail appointment. But Asia's saying, like, listen, in my interview that she had, Naomi is not a bad person, but being friends, we have to be open and honest with each other. Right. So, of course... Naomi has said, yes, I was late for the red carpet. I missed the prayer circle. But listen, I gave Asia a wig (laughs) to wear that night. All right. And I got my sis a vanilla bean frappuccino. Right. How am I not a team player? And I'm just thinking, well, we're talking about two different things here. Because, you know, helping out your good friend, that's like, here's a wig or whatever. But when it comes to the ensemble thing, like Evie even felt the same way on opening night. So. Two different things here, but we're on to night number two where Naomi goes into Derek, Evie, and Vanjie's dressing room. Mm. When the girls ask Naomi why she did her makeup at home, 
the awkward gym conversation gets brought up. And then she also kind of, you know, gives a little more information on how she doesn't want to get ready in a negative atmosphere because that is brought on by Asia in the other dressing room. Right. Which we've seen even before this whole she gets stressed. Link yes. drama. The stress and the need for more rehearsals, which we saw again this week. And, you know. Yes. All of this. And, you know, if Naomi's trying to be a supermodel alien on mm-hmm. the stage... That oh. kind of energy is going to affect Ooh. her mood. Okay. But fine. All right. Be your supermodel alien. So after the show, it's pajama night. We're playing a spin the bottle version of Truth or Dare. And we're starting off cute, right? Yeah. Evie dares Naomi to kiss Derek's feet and does like a cute little like this little piggy but with yes. Britney Spears songs, which mm-hmm. I personally love. This little piggy gave me more. This little I know. <laughs> <laughs> this little piggy wants a piece of me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then the bottle lands on Nick, the dancer, and we know Naomi is crushing on him. Okay. So instantly, Evie's like, I dare you to make out with Naomi. Like right off the bat. And I was like, you better have your girls back because you know that that's what she wants. And that make out was intense. Right. In front of everybody. With a little hand kiss at the end. Yeah. They're like, oh, I want. Nick, the dancer? I know, Nick, the dancer. So Asia's taking video of the whole thing. And you think that we're just going to, like, stay on this vibe. Everyone's, like, doing Right. Cute. Everything was going so well. Until the bottle uh. lands on Asia and she asks for a truth, which I'm assuming now she's like, fuck, I should have done a dare. But anyhow. Right. So Derek brings up this weakest link conversation. Asia is clearly defensive about it. But Naomi does ask Asia do you still stand by what was said? And she flat out says, in answer to your question, yes. Do we stop there? No. So Derek takes it even further on how Naomi wants to be in the other dressing room because of the energy Asia is bringing in theirs. Naomi tries to further explain that reasoning. To me, I'm just like, this is coming off like an attack and anyone would be on the defense like Asia was. All right. In this situation. And you can tell she's hurt by this whole thing because she's thinking, yo, Naomi, Miss Thing, you should have came to me about this instead of going to the other girl. Right. The same way you remember, came to me to ask who was the weakest link. Yeah, a and B with the whole drama with Derek, like Asia came to Naomi's defense with Nebraska. that Like, you know what I mean? You, you, you put that in all into perspective. But I'm just like, oh, my stars. So as for the dressing room. That she shares with Cameron and Naomi. She thought it was her safe space because they're all so close. And remember back to that gym scene, Asia opened up to them about her upbringing and how both of her parents passed away, which I didn't know. And Asia's mom didn't have the best health genetically. And when she passed, it seems as though her father passed away soon after and Mm. may have taken his own life. Mm. And on top of all this, She's not as close with her siblings. Like, nothing bad happened, but they simply grew apart. And apparently, her fiancé, Brett, has no idea about any of this because it's not relevant, what? she's saying. So, I understand that, like, everybody handles death differently. But it definitely affects you as a person and how you view and treat your relationships in your life. Mm. Speaking from experience here, because you know that my dad has passed away, and that's definitely changed an outlook on things and how I view things, mm-hmm. perspectively. And to me, I feel like it is important for a significant other or somebody that I'm dating to know that, because something that might not be a big deal to someone else is a big deal to me, because you know you don't know my life, and that's how you get to know somebody. Right. But maybe she's not ready to like open up and have these kind of conversations. Yeah, because yet. everyone is not comfortable being vulnerable. Yes, but I'm all like, you know, it's a fiance. You're planning a wedding. Like he should know the ins and outs almost. Like you never, you truly. I never. I believe that you truly never know somebody in and out because we are all of our own people. But you, that's a way of getting to know, especially somebody you, you know, your future husband. But I know, I know, I know. I totally feel you, and I hope that they can uh, get to. A I'm point assuming where they, they had can... this conversation because this aired, and I'm like, Brett's about to find out right now. <laughs> so. Right. I think they, I'm assuming they have the conversation, but back to the pajama night. I'm just hoping that aside from this conversation that I hope that they get to a point where they can just be open about their experience. Yeah. Like you have to let people in so that they know how to interact with you. Just as you were saying, it's so important. 
it's very, very important. Communication is communication. Key, That's why. No, let me stop. I'm sorry. I just keep having these moments. I know. Yeah, this, she's I, having a lot of self-reflective. Like, wait. <gasps> I'm like, hey, we're recording a podcast, by the way. Right. Anywho, so <laughs> pajama night, right? So back to this whole like awkward, tense situation. Asia is definitely like trying to talk to Naomi, and you see she's like Naomi X Y Z, but then Derek keeps chiming in. It's just not. It's not going well. So. Tears are getting involved on Asia's behalf. She excuses herself because overall, again, she just felt like her and her sis had that rapport and that they could have open conversations like this because she viewed her as family. And it's interesting because just remember an episode or two back, Derek felt the same way about the girls being her family as well. You are the families, the people that you choose. So we all have a common ground here, everyone. All right. So on this (laughs) week's episode... Asia is moving out of the dressing room, and it seems some changes have to be made because of that. Meanwhile, Cameron wasn't even there for this whole pajama night, so Cameron's finding out what the hell is going on. And speaking of Cameron, uh, her, her no-label boo thing, Andre, is coming out to Vegas. We know from this most recent episode he's not sure what they are, but a toothbrush of Andre's was left at Cameron's place, y'all. And we mean business with these toothbrushes on VH1, okay? Because the love and listings... When Taylor and her boo Elijah with his toothbrush, which is now used for her edges. That's right. In the VH1 world, if you leave a toothbrush at someone's house, we together. that means we together. And there's that. <laughs> okay, so guess what? <laughs> that brings us to a close of yet another podcast. Oh, already. It's so crazy how it happens so fast every time. And it sacks me every time. I know. I'm like, every time you always get shocked. You're like Taylor Swift every time she wins an award. Okay, so right. what is today's podcast? It's real. That's you? real, y'all. She meant that. She did not know she was going to win because I didn't know it was going to be so quick. <laughs> All right, what are we dedicating today's podcast to? Guys, it was, you know, it was a little tricky this week, you know, because I have a big dedication this week, but there were some really, really, really cute runners up. I mean, do y'all remember the Truth or Dare game and the whole Miss and the whole Little Piggy Britney Spears song moment? That yes. was like a close runner up. Then, you know, my girl Vanjie with the clapbacks and the whole orphan oh. Miss Annie when they tried to adopt a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, who's coming up with the, cl- with the comebacks? So quick on the feet, so clever with it, so good. But y'all, this week's Ooh, we episode got a top three this has week. Okay. to be dedicated to the one, the only, HBIC Tiffany Pollard, y'all. Brunch Hey-o. with Tiffany is back. Shout out to our girl. <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> no, she's actually, she's having a great time uh, with the show on there because I'm working with her a lot to do press. And she's like, oh my God, this is so great, Emmanuel. What are we doing? I'm I like, know, okay, yeah. Let's, let's it's, it, has, miss. it really has been so fun working with her on this too. She's really, really so excited about it coming back, y'all. Yeah. So just as excited as you are at home, she is just as excited. And yeah, let's go. It's going to be a fun, fun season. Okay, well, there you go, Lejeune. Thank you so much for that. And like I said, this is a wrap on episode 72 of BH100. Yes. Please make sure to subscribe, comment on iTunes, and remember to spread the word. That's right. And of course, be sure to follow the official Instagram pages for VH1, Brunch with Tiffany, and RuPaul's Drag Race. And of course, y'all, be sure to put the ad in front of all that or, you know, you're going nowhere. Yeah, exactly. But you could go somewhere if you look up at Easy Manoli. That's Easy M A N O L I. That's right. Or hit me at at I M L A June like the month. Ba bam. So make sure you're listening to us and keep it one hundred. Oh, okay. Is she done? Here we go. Beach One Hundred <laughs> is brought to you by Beach One and Revolver Podcasts. <laughs>